Hey, y'all. So episodes coming out late this week. Uh, Parlay Pete and I, we had a long podcast. I mean, like three hours worth long. Uh, so we're chopping it up into two pieces. So this is part one. Hope you enjoy it. Rate, review, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, you know, Pandora, <laughs> Amazon, BigBabyTheGoat.com, YouTube, BigBabyTheGoat23, all of that good stuff, man. Hope y'all enjoy part one. Metaphorically great. I think that's the only way that Jay will talk about the NFL is if he talks about it uh, in a song. And he maybe he does it on some 444 type style where he's sunning us a little bit. <sighs> Yeah. Um, yeah, but see, and and that's the other thing too. Think about it. what he's had. He's had the twins since then, right? Yeah, or was that right around the same time they were? I mean, nobody knows. He kept that very under wraps, which is cool. Like I totally, I'm yeah. with hell. Like I said, out, you know, y'all have seen my daughter, but outside of that, ain't nobody seen my child. <laughs> you <laughs> like, want a crazy thing about that? I was I was telling the wife. I'm like, yo, no pictures, dog. Like. We can take them, but I'm not trying to hop on the socials and see my and see my kid on like a family member's page. They're getting a, they're getting an angry phone call. I had to call my brother about that man. He t- he put up a throwback of a, uh, and we're talking. My daughter's birthday is December fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay Z day. Yeah, and so Christmas, obviously she's three weeks old, and like he threw threw up a picture a couple weeks ago of us celebrating that first Christmas and it's a picture of me holding. And then, like I said, my other brother's got, uh, my nephew is like six months older than her. And okay. I put up a picture and I had to fucking text him. I said, Hey man, I said, don't put any pictures up of Mariana. <laughs> like, and it's not that I, I, I understood it was an honest mistake on his end, but I told him, look, I don't even put pictures of her up. So I would just appreciate if you did, you know, I let did her you put up that picture in the snow or is that a story? Who? When the picture in the snow, or did you just send that to the group? I sent it to the group. Because I remember showing it to the wife. And I'm like, hold on. How did I get that picture? But I yeah. You, and and here's the thing. Uh, her mom, obviously, has a picture of her on her first birthday on her page. But, you know, and hers is a little different just because she doesn't know the same people. I know. So like, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's like, for one, you can't control what the mother does. But like within your circle, it's like, hey, I, I don't want my if kid. We're together and we out, you know, it's cool. You can videotape, do whatever. Just don't throw up a story giving a shout out to me and my daughter. You know what I mean? Let's keep her away, keep her out of the public. I don't, oh, I, just don't it, I just don't want I like the idea of like. And today, Mooch's birthday, or that yesterday? It is. Happy birthday to Mooch. Happy nine birthday, years. Mooch. I forgot to uh, send that text to the group. I was nine years old, man. That is so crazy. I remember when that uh, little girl was born. Bro, that is that is actually nuts. <laughs> she's, she's almost 10. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, oh, man. Hey, man, we're going to talk ball. We're going to talk ball today. You know, we've talked about family and kids, but we got to talk football, man, because football season's right around the corner. I mean, there's not... We're not gonna have a weekend without football until like February. I know, isn't it lovely? It is. I don't know if I'm gonna start watching it yet, but it's gonna be on. I'm desperate. Uh, I mean, I am so desperate. You know, uh, Homer Simpson once said this once in an A meeting on an episode of The Simpsons. He said, 
I was once so desperate for a beer that I snuck up under the bleachers of like a baseball game and ate the sand. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am borderline that desperate for football to wear. And especially with our Falcons, because there's uncertainty finally at about. We are all here to do what Falcons do. Look at that. I am so pumped about it because I know that we're not we're not supposed to be good. And I don't expect us to be good. But with preseason, we at least get to see there's true position battles going on pretty much at every position except nose tackle. We know that that's Grady. And we know CB1 and CB2 are locked down with uh, A.J. Terrell and Hayward. So those positions are locked in. Like, those are the only positions that we can sure say are locked think, in. We don't know who the starting running back is going to be. I think Drake we have London no idea is, who the quarterback's going to be. But I think Drake London's comfortable at X this year. You know that they literally I, – I do too, but I'm. you know what's funny? They dropped the first unofficial depth chart because it is game week. And he's got him um, fifth string. Now – Obviously, this is a rookie thing. It's not given, it's earned. And I get where Arthur Smith comes from, but he's not fooling even the guys, the veterans that are in there. You don't draft a guy eighth and he's going to be not starting. So he can do that for. And uh, if you do, if you do your job, you might, you might be on the hot seat, buddy. It's Gary. It's <laughs> exactly. It's bulletin board material for them to kind of motivate them to say, yeah, oh. we got to get, oh, oh, my bad. And we know who tight end one is, obviously. Well, I'm looking at it right now, unless this is fake. We got Mariota's QB1, mm-hmm. Cordero RB1, mm-hmm. Drake London wide receiver one, Brian go to, Edwards. Go to the Falcoholic. Okay. On Instagram or on, on just on the they website? They try and put it on, go to online. Go to the Falcoholic because they put it on there. Um, I've got to get better with following my Falcons page because I was, you know what, when I make this Atlanta move, you know, we've got to, do you think in 15 years we could be like the real Atlanta super fans? Yeah. And I think that we could sell the show to, if 929 is still the flagship, they got five shows on there now daily. And there's a lane for that. I think, I think that the idea, especially, if you do take a that because they do these those type of class them radio classes, you take an official one plus with what you have, like you got the podcast literally right. And for me, let's say I take it and then it's like combined, but we're fans and it's the fan show. Yeah, it literally could be that's a legit show, and you get to hear the no nonsense, no BS take on it. We're not, I guess, the t- even though it's on the flagship, maybe they are. I don't know if the Falcons have anything to do with their money. Probably to a degree, even though I feel like CBS is who buys it. But here's the thing. We can balance some of that out because you're more of the emotional fan than I am. So we provide that. I definitely got a little bit more emotion into it. So we can provide that like counterbalance in the conversation where I, I think it's still something that you can sell because like your Michael Vick take, that works on radio. Your Matt Ryan, Michael Vick take, that's like that's that's MJ LeBron in Atlanta Sports Radio. You can run that any day of the week, any time of the year, and you're gonna get calls. I will die on that hill. I mean, you shouldn't I have will. to. I will die. I, well, I'll die on it because nobody can change my mind, especially because Vic's career is over. So we know what that is, and Matt's is still going. And even if Matt Ryan 
called it a quits tonight. Matt Ryan's been better than Michael Vick. And for anyone to think that he didn't have a better career in Atlanta, they're delusional. And nobody said Matt Ryan was as popular in Atlanta, even though I, I would even – I don't beg to differ on that, but, like, he was more popular to me because he ran for a decade and a half. Vic, Vic bought the sizzle to the Falcons. He bought the national eye here. I feel like the national eye, even when Dion was here, you had that 98 team. But outside of that, you know, you had the too legit to quit Falcons, I guess. Like, and Dion was on that team. So, like, Vic, Vic would have had us on, on first take. If that thing if that thing existed, right? Michael Vick was the first Falcon and first, in my opinion, Atlanta athlete to where if you went to Miami, not during football season, we're walking around and somebody was wearing a jersey, it's a chance they're wearing a Michael Vick jersey. Yeah. I don't think that you got that with any other athlete. He was a superstar. Even if his play wasn't his play was exciting. He had a his style was exciting. I don't think his numbers were superstars, well, but I mean, Cam Newton falls into that same category where the, hold on, hear me out, hear me out, hear me go, out, hear me go, out. Go, go. The stardom is the stardom of the, of the, the, the persona and the stardom of the player is bigger than what they did on the field in their production. Facts. I can, I can, I can agree with that. And I feel like I hate to say it, Cam gets a lot of his, in my opinion. He he had his time in the NFL. I think a lot of it comes from that year at Auburn, too. I mean, oh, absolutely. I think that, I mean, but Michael Vick too. Like he was, he was, he was God in cleats at Virginia Tech. He was, he was, but he got way more popular in the NFL. Yeah, but he, but he, he rolled the college wave to the NFL. Yes. Same as Cam. That's why he's the number one pick, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I, you know I, I, I think Cam, in terms of his 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 personality and persona, was much bigger than the play. Well, yeah, and and he, then they have the dab, you know. And I, even though the Migos, they get. I mean, I know the Migos are they're the culture, right? Culture one, two, yeah, two, three. Yeah. I mean, Offset, who I don't think he's a Migo anymore. Hey. <laughs> Hey, you want to hear something funny about Offset? Unconfused now. So I don't even know why they're going by Unconfused. They, I mean, because when Offset was in prison, it was the Migos without him, right? Yeah. But I was having a conversation about the Migos and Offset. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Like the Foo Fighters are Nirvana without Kurt Cobain, right? Makes a lot of sense why they retired that because Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, you know, was the lead singer. Um, really was, I mean, not just the voice of, I mean, he was the popularity of it, but then David Gruel and the other guys start the Foo Fighters and then David Gruel becomes a singer. Now they're the Foo Fighters. I was talking to one of my partners about the Migos. He said, Offset, he cool, but not needed. Quavo's the hook guy. Takeoff flow is effortless. Offset sound like a feature sometimes. He's the best overall Migo. In my opinion, he does. I, the, he can do the hooks and can give you the bars. So, I'm. I get well, real. Conflicted. Date Cardi B. I get. Yeah, I mean, he, he married. Or he's married to. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's, he's, he's married, married to Cardi B. Yeah. You know, I, I get conflicted with it because at first 
you know, I was a big Takeoff fan. Like, I just feel like Takeoff flows crazy. I don't think he cared about rap as much. And Offset, when they first started, he was terrible. Like, Offset was, was trash. I agree. And then he went to prison that last time, and he got good when he came out. He got good, and like I said, their biggest hit, Bad Muji. He, it's it's practically, Takeoff's not on it. Nah, but, but Quavo, Quavo, his verses was mean. Yeah, yeah, that way. I mean, the quotable, but Offset gives you the hook. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Records on records on records. Cool, cool. Right. Anyway, we're talking football. We're talking football. We're talking football. From you, you, bitch, I'm a dog. Oh, uh, Chris Brown said uh, Quavo in 21 running from uh, this smoke in basketball. Because, you know, Chris Brown is like the best celebrity athlete. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, would play, he used to play at the, uh, you remember the uh, church, the Pro-Am game wow. they have at Newhouse? Celebrity yeah. game, yeah. Yeah, they could be in there dunking. I didn't know he was nasty, but it makes sense. He's really good on his feet, obviously. So yeah, he'd be doing flips and shit on stage. Yeah, so I'm sure he's got footwork. He's what six four, probably six three. Chris Brown's pretty good height. I know he got muscles too. You know what I'm saying? He's like awesome. he ain't he's he ain't like he ain't like one of them rappers who who like just grew up in the street their whole life and has no muscle definition. Like Meek Mill, you look at Meek Mill. <laughs> Ain't nothing athletic about Meek Mill. We're supposed to be talking all football today when we're talking celebrities. Well, it, it went there from the dab with Cam and the Vic Matt Ryan thing. But no, it um He's six and one. It's 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 football season, and like I said, I, I'm desperate for it. So I'm very pumped that I won't have a week where I don't talk about football until you know what the second week of G, uh, February. I mean, we're still going to talk about it then because it's going to be post post football, post Super Bowl, Black Friday, Black uh, Monday. Black we'll Monday, that. we'll be talking about who's getting what job. Basketball will still be boring unless something weird happens with the Lakers. Well, we'll be heading into All Star break, so we'll know the tr- trade deadline right there. And yeah, uh, Bron, depending on what happens, if they're saying all he has to do is average sixteen a game this season. If he's doing similar to what he did, if he's averaging 26, he might be getting ready to break that record around that time too. Maybe True. a little after. True. Yeah. But um, so before we get like into our division by division deep dive and our big topic, we got looming. What are you looking forward to this season uh in football? NFL. A lot, a lot of things. If I have to pick one, um of this course I'm gonna huh. Is it the guy whose jersey you're wearing? Yeah, honestly. Uh, I'm probably looking forward to most to seeing what Matt Ryan does in Indianapolis. Coming from a Falcons fan that always thought he was undervalued here, and I just look at the team that he's going to, as long as they're healthy, I don't see how he's not successful. And I think that the fact that he's getting a lot of things that he's had – maybe one by one at one point in his career, but never all together. It's going to be special to see. And I think that um, everyone here will get to, you know, uh, have have their own glass of, of their own. Like, you know, they're going to have to drink that shit, man. And I, I just really am excited to see what they do. Um, 
And I, I want to see how far that goes. Another thing, of course, I mean, of course I want to, you know, I'm not expecting much of the Falcons. So I'm not, you, you know, know. I, I'm excited to see if Desmond Ritter is who some people for whatever reason think he is. Uh, I hope he, I, I actually hope that he can prove me wrong. Cause if he is good, then we've got good value as a third pick, as opposed to drafting a guy first. And then when that fifth year option comes, we got to pay him at the pride when that time comes. He'll, his uh, shit will be $45 million or something like that. And so, like, I hope that I'm wrong. But knowing what I know and knowing what I saw, I don't think that he's our guy. Yeah, he's he, he'll probably be our backup. You know, I, I think Falcons fans, uh, most Falcons fans, um, the Vic Falcons fans kind of deserve the Michael Vic, not Vic Beasley Falcons fans. Um, <laughs> There's they just, those exist. Yeah, bro, I'm from Bartow County. Oh, yeah, there. They absolutely yeah. exist. I'm one of them. The guys that's well, are there guys that you know still wear Vic jerseys up there? Beasley, forty yeah. fours. Yeah, uh, VJ, he still got a Vic jersey, and he and he rocks it. I ain't gonna go that far. Is it an NFL throwback? Is it a Mitchell and Ness throwback? Or <laughs> come on, man, I'm trying. I'm hey, I'm trying to get an interview with him. <laughs> hey. I ain't got nothing but love for Vic. He's the only Falcon to probably ever lead the NFL in sacks. So <laughs> he will finally be remembered for that Super Bowl season for sure. Fair. But um, I think a lot of Falcons fans deserve Matt Ryan to go do well and for us to be terrible because I don't think Falcons fans realize, don't get me wrong, third and long, he's getting sacked in Atlanta. We knew that's happening. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think our fans – deserved or even understood what Matt Ryan was doing for us. Like this, these last couple of years, like we were so bad and they thought he was the reason that we were bad, but no, he was the reason that we were, that we were competent, that we won seven games last year. The reason why national pundits like Colin Cowherd last year would say, I think the Falcons are going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Like we were frisky because of Matt Ryan. He, he, if you remember when he did his last year, he said, I think the Falcons go nine and eight. And then uh, who was it? It was on Bill Simmons uh, on the Ranger podcast. Tim and Zach Lowe, I think. One of, oh, them, him and, uh, one, of them, one of them came out and was like, what's his name? Uh, 11 games. Schrager. Peter Schrager. He was the reason anyone had any type of optimism to even say some shit like that. Because the thought was, if the defense can just hold up and be decent and his O-line is together and, you know, Mike Davis was all right in Carolina. They signed and if Calvin Ridley, Ridley plays. Huh? And if Calvin Ridley plays. Right. These were the, if Kyle Pitts is what he got drafted to be, which he pretty much, you know, did for the most part, this team could be good. And so now that's not a conversation and it won't be until we know what we have at quarterback. And so, which we do know what we have, but beige bullshit. We have beige bullshit quarterback. Marcus Mariota, beige bullshit. Uh, and Desmond Ritter, beige bullshit. And Felipe Frank, if he touches the field, I need a refund on my tickets. <laughs> he's he, he's got to make it through preseason game three because he could get cut by them. You know he's tight in now, so. <laughs> That's why I think he stays on the roster because he's he's he's, he, he's bad Taysom Hill. <laughs> Practice squad. I don't even think he's on the 52. He Hell, he wasn't on the 52 last year. 
they I think maybe he was active for a game or two, but like for the most part, he's practicing. Because so, remember, Josh Rosen was the backup. Yeah, he looked. Good and we didn't carry three quarterbacks. He looked good in the preseason last year too. He's unemployed currently. <laughs> you know, the NFL rooted against Josh Rosen, and I honestly think that's why he's unemployed. It, it they succeeded, man. I I thought he had the goods coming out. I yeah, mean, I bro, we've talked about this multiple I times. Sob. I was like, he was already rich. Like, I was like, he's gonna be the best quarterback out of this class. And I, I, I guess, I mean, is he? We could say he's the worst, but I mean, Sam Darnold's not far. I, I, I can tell you where I miss completely. But I was a big fan of, even after his rookie year because y'all weren't big fans of him after that Texans Bill game. I, Josh Allen was somebody I was like. I have no reason why anyone is thinking about taking him. Cause you remember at one point it was rumored. Some people thought he could go one. And I was thinking to myself, how like 49% completion percentage. And I get it. Wyoming, he's got Wyoming receivers, but like, and I oh, saw wow. the tools that they're saying, like I looked at him like rolling out and I'm like, he is a big quarterback and he clearly does have a strong arm, but what is making anyone think that this is truly going to trans translate to the, like, He's inaccurate. So, like, how? I, man, that motherfucker can ball. <laughs> you know, I think that's a good segue into our first topic, Topic, right? So, NFL sports media is talking about the new Brady and Manning rivalry, Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen. And it makes me sick because I go, you're talking about arguably the top two quarterbacks to ever play the game. And some people's ratings, rankings, those are one and two. You're talking about what? Of the last 30 years, it is. I mean, you're you're talking about what? Eight MVPs? Eight Super Bowls? Three. Huh? Yeah, five and three. Nine Super Bowls. Yeah, nine Super Bowls. You know. Uh, Countless Pro Bowls. Countless Pro Bowls. I bet while they were both in the league that there was never a year since – whatever Manning's first year as a pro bowler was that there was whatever Manning's first year as a pro bowler was up until Manning retired. I bet there wasn't a year where neither of them were selected to a pro bowler. Right. And just think about, well, think about the, all the AFC championships they played in. They played each other five times and Manning won three of them. Brady's definitely had uh, some good Botox. How wild is that though? It's it's nuts. They played each other five times, and Manning actually has the upper hand. Yeah, but Brady has. Yeah, well, seven. Yeah, yeah. you know, was it fifteen-time Pro Bowl? Just three times, three-time All-Pro, seven-time Super Bowl. That's Brady. You know, like like, come on, man. And Manning's probably if Brady is only a three-time All-Pro, Manning's got. Well, he's got I'm five MVPs, so we know he's at least got five. I'd say s- I'll go and just say six, but probably seven, huh? Give me one second. I'm pulling it up. Five MVPs, two Offensive Player of the Year, seven-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, 14 Pro Bowls, three-time passing leader, four-times touchdown leader, three-times passing rate leader, two-time NFL completion percentage leader, 
2000s all decade team, 100th anniversary all time team. Come on, man. Yeah. Two Ring of Honors, both numbers retired for both franchises he played for. Yeah, bro. Like, Super Bowl to both. Like, it's disrespectful to the greatness of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady to compare any quarterback rivalry against him in, in history. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear Steve Young versus uh, Troy Aikman. I don't want to hear. Uh, um, you could do you could do fucking Brett Favre versus uh, Steve Young, Troy yeah. Aikman. Yeah, you put that threesome together, and you know what? Brady and Manning are fucking better. Yeah, you'd still rather have those two than to have to pick from any of those three. Yeah, like it, and it doesn't matter who you pick. You say, okay, well, here, while you figure out which one of those three you want to pick, because you've got to talk about, well, does he have this? In Troy Aikman's case, does he have a great running game? Does he have a good wide receiver, good tight end, uh, all-time offensive line? Uh, Steve Young, well, does he does he have all of Joe Montana's toys? Uh, you know, th- those are the type of conversations you have to have when you're talking about that. Yeah. Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady, you know what we're doing, Lee? It doesn't matter which one. <laughs> right. Hell, hell, I don't want to think about which one. Just give me one. It doesn't really matter. I'm winning. You talk 1983 draft, right? That's John Elway, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino. Where Brady Brady and Manning at? (laughs) Hey, quick side note. The 83 draft. John Elway, Eric Dickerson, Bruce Matthews, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, Daryl Green, Richard Dent, and then Jim Covert, who's a tackle that we don't care about. But eight Hall of Famers. Hmm. Stacked. But, yeah. Brady, uh, uh, Mahomes and Josh Allen are Mahomes and Josh Allen. This is not Brady and Manning reloaded. It's disrespectful to the greats. It's disrespectful to two of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen do it. I was listening to Asante Samuel on I Am Athlete. He's hell, by the way. He he said he didn't lift weights and he didn't watch film. Who? Asante Samuel. He did. How did he get away with that plan for Bill, Bill Belichick? I'm curious. Apparently, he had a very contentious relationship with Bill Belichick uh, because he was five, and they knew he was five, which is why he ended up getting up out of there. But like he said, he like obviously watched team film that he had to watch because I mean he ain't got no choice. Well, but he played, but he played off tendencies and uh, alignment. And he was like, well, there's only this many NFL routes that go outside, so most of my routes are going to go inside. And if they try to go up top, like, I'm faster than them, so they're not going to beat me up top. Like, he had this weird formula of how he, like, played corner, and obviously it worked really well. Borderline Hall of Famer. His picks say he should be a Hall of Famer, but he didn't tackle. What do the Pro Bowls say? Let me see. You look – yeah. But the, you got to – sometimes – Four-time Pro Bowler. How many times all-pro? One well, two well, first team once, second team once. Two times he won't get it. He won't get in. But his 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 pick time interception leader. How many times? Two times, and this is in a ten year career. He only played ten years. So we got him at the very end, and he was like, I guess CB one. It was him in Houston. Was him in Houston or him in Dante Dante Robinson? Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about walking. But you know what? It's funny. Those were. That Falcons team went to the NFC Championship. I mean, they held it together well enough to where we could have won the Super Bowl for sure. They did. 
They did. Because overpaid. True. <laughs> but back to these quarterbacks real quick as we winded up and start breaking down down the divisions, man. You just got to respect, like, you know how some people say that there's just never going to be an MJ. You can compare you can compare people to anybody, but you leave MJ in his own separate conversation. I don't subscribe to that personally, but a lot of people do. I think that's what the Brady Manning rivalry is. Where you got to keep that shit over there. Like this right here, it could become that, but it's not that. It's way too premature, and we shouldn't have that conversation for at least ten to fifteen years. These guys have played each other in the playoffs twice. That's it. And, and, um, what? and we got uh-huh. an, we got an instant classic game last season. It was, I think, terrible defense. I think we can all agree it was the best football game last year. It was by far the best football game I watched last year. And and it's because of how it ended. It was just it was just fucking pandemonium. I mean, that Bengals Chiefs game was pretty good too. It was just sloppy play by Mahomes. But and and hell at that point, hey, Mahomes Joe Burrow into it potentially being I, yeah, bro. I, I think my boy Burrow, Joe, big balls Burrow. Year three. I mean and he got hurt in year one, and last year was first full year and he went to Arrowhead and won and was this close to beating a superstar Rams defense. I mean, they're 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 really a, a bad, a bad, a bad call away from winning that game. Like that that call that got him the first down was terrible. Yeah. But yeah, man, I I think that we're giving Josh Allen way too much respect. Just like we're giving another quarterback way too much respect, but we'll get to him a little bit later. Let's talk AFC East. You know, we're talking Josh Allen. Let's talk about the AFC East. Uh, you know, the the Bills are the favorites to win the division, obviously. But let's just start with the Pats, man. What the hell is Bill Belichick doing with their offense? Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, two coaches who are not traditionally offensive coaches, as his offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, you have a second-year quarterback, and your best quarterback coach is probably Brian Hoyer, your backup quarterback. What is Bill doing? Is he just trying to tell the world he's smarter than them, or has he become so smart that he's become delusional? I think that Bill is at this point where, you know, a lot of people didn't expect – what are they? They went 10-7 and last year. I don't think a lot of people expected that. Even with Mac Jones, who came off a really good year, national championship, Alabama. I don't think that any. I didn't. I didn't think the Patriots were gonna, you know, because remember, actually a year ago, you know, people were talking about when does Mac Jones take over for Cam Newton? This motherfucker Bill was like, we're cutting Cam, like and like threw it out there, like like before. I think Cam played and he did really well in that first preseason game because I remember watching it. But he cut him like right after. in the middle of preseason. Yeah. And 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 so I think Bill's got a method to his madness. And I won't question it because even though we've only seen two years post Brady and Brady's already got a championship without him, I still think that Bill Belichick's in a class of his own as a coach. And Bill might be having just a poker face, man. And maybe he's not, he's just not letting everybody really know what's going on in that building. I mean, even with B flow, remember B flow's title wasn't defensive coordinator, but he was the de facto defensive coordinator because he called defensive plays, but that wasn't his title. His title was like 
defensive special assistant and linebackers coach or something, but he was calling he was calling the defense. So the Super Bowl that year when they held the Rams to three points. And so I think that Bill's just giving us a poker face. We don't really know what's going on at Patriots camp. We know that Mac Jones is slimmed down and uh, it's looking bad. We got to wait and see. I, the Patriots have, and I get it, Tom Brady was a quarterback. The Patriots have always done things the Patriots' way with guys that are unsung that nobody really knows about, and they always won games. And Tom Brady being the only outlier Patriot. I mean, they had great defensive players, but, you know, it's not like Teddy Bruschi was the number five pick in the draft coming out, and everybody was like, this guy's a fucking Hall of Famer. Man, Richard, look, Teddy Bruschi is in Georgia. All right, he just got into Hall of Fame, right? Richard Seymour was yeah. good. But I'm just saying, it's not like he gets these superstar guys. Bruce a is your is your he is he's Keith your, rings. He's your quintessential do it all for the team guy, play through a concussion because it's all about the team and the Patriot way guy. Like, that's who Teddy Bruski is, overachiever. And his name is Teddy Bruski, like. His last name is Brewski. So like, you know, like the New England guy. no choice but to root for him out there in Boston. You know, so I did you hear uh Cowherd's take on this? No. He thinks that Bill is trying to sabotage the franchise because uh Robert Kraft made him get rid of Jimmy G. And he and he pretty much is like, right. hey, I'm Bill Belichick. I know football. You let me do this football shit, Robert Kraft. I I know that he didn't know that Jimmy G would be available today, but I they I don't know. That's just theory. That just it's just theory. I, I, I don't, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that because here's the thing: Bill can lose. He can lose games and it not affect. Just like Greg Popovich right now. It doesn't really matter if Greg Popovich is winning 30 games a year in San Antonio because we already he's already cemented as who he is. It doesn't he can't he can't even really make his resume much better. So let me throw something at you. Let me throw something at you. Again, some more shit. I'm stealing from Cowherd, right? I want to get your take on it. Go for it. If if Bill Belichick is just average for the rest of his career. Andy Reid wins three Super Bowls and retires on a high. Do people say Andy Reid's the best coach ever, greatest coach ever? No. He, I, I agree with you. He lost way too much. Um, for the longest, I mean, Andy couldn't get over the hump. It took beating Michael Vick and Jim Moore to, to get to that point at the, in Philly for them to finally get to the Super Bowl. Um, not to mention management no, not to mention just a Falcons franchise that was notoriously not winners. So, and Donovan McNabb was a better at the time. <laughs> and they had Terrell Owens. There was a lot going. Brian Dawkins is a top five safety, strong safety of all time. Like, um, he was was, they had a bunch of guys on that team, on those Eagles team. I mean, the Eagles were stacked, and they still weren't winning. They they fell short. Every, so, no, I don't think so, especially even with Patrick Mahomes. I know everybody could make the Bill Belichick argument for with Brady or whatever. Bill won two Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator for the Giants. And so 
I just think I don't think that it's it's a good comparison, even if he were to win, because what he's only got one, right? Andy. Yeah. So three more. Let's say he wins three and six out of the next six years, he gets three. No, I just, I just, no, like, no, like, right, Bill, yeah. Belichick coached a team to 16 and 0. Like, Here, I know so, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but let's not forget that there's only been one team, there, there's only been two teams in NFL history that have went undefeated in the regular season. And they did it with more games and different rules and different competition. Yeah, man. I, so, it's, it's so I, I heard it and I go, I'll tell you what, here's what I hate about the media mainstream media is they have their views and their views really taint history because the way he painted it is like, you know, no great movie has a terrible ending. No great book has a terrible ending, but if Bill Belichick has a terrible ending to his career, people will misremember it, but his sustained greatness, I, I think will trump the end. Just like Greg Popovich's sustained greatness will trump the end because Smart people realize that the Brady versus Belichick argument is not an indictment on Bill Belichick's resume. Like, if you really understand how coaching, how how winning championships work, it's great coaches and great players. That's how you win multiple championships. And if you don't have both, it won't happen. So to sit here and say, who's more important, Brady or Belichick? That's stupid TV talk. It's not It's not a real conversation. Yeah. Because Belichick is not the great coach that he is by his record and his accomplishments. If he doesn't have players like Tom Brady to to do his bidding, to, to, to carry out the plan of the day, you know, to be that leader and to be a, a the GOAT, like GOAT player, GOAT coach. And Popovich ain't Popovich without Tim Duncan. But the thing that makes the Popovich and the Spurs organization great, and the thing that makes the 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 Patriots great, is that they were good on the edges, you know, on the margins. They could turn Julian Edelman into a Super Bowl MVP. Into a Super Bowl MVP. They could yeah, turn Manu Ginobili into a Hall of Fame player. You know what I mean? Deion Branch into a Super Bowl MVP. Can Troy Brown into a corner wearing number 80. Can 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 be on the field and see the Seahawks get to the two yard line and not call a timeout. Keep your personnel out there and have an undrafted player out of Alabama State make the play of the Super Bowl. One of the best plays in Super Bowl history and get you a ring. And 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 knew the play before it was called. He had an undrafted player on the field in the Super Bowl in his either he wasn't a rookie in his second year. And then he was he a rookie. I don't even remember if Malcolm Butler was a rookie. It doesn't matter. Regardless, an undrafted guy on the field and not calling a timeout and just having the defense run what they what they knew. What they what he what he prepared them for. So you like me, you just you just go with you know what? Bill Belichick knows so much football. I can't comfortably question what he's doing right now. Like I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And the sustained excellence and consistency is more than just the idea of, oh, the Spurs won 17, went to the playoffs 17 or 18 straight years. Oh, Belichick and Brady, that era, they only had, they never had a losing season. 
which a lot of people don't realize that, and they only missed the playoffs that one year, and only twice did they not win the division. Actually, yeah. they didn't make the playoffs twice. 97, 9-7 and 2 the year after the first Super Bowl, and then 11-5 and when Brady was out. They went 11-5 and without Tom Brady anyways. And so – and got Matt Castle paid. And eventually being the quarterback for Andy Reid before they got Alex Smith. And so, look, <laughs> like, you said, like you said, like you just said in the previous conversation, don't put – there's certain guys you just can't have a conversation with. They're, they're not in the same league. <laughs> like, it's, it's not terrible. There's only one coach, you I think, just because of how young he is that can – Potentially, maybe get his name there, and that would be exactly. McVay. Yeah, McVay. and I don't even—I don't even want to do that. I don't even want to do that. Yeah, and he's just—it's just because just he's so young. It's similar to Patrick Mahomes throwing fifty touchdowns and five thousand yards in his first year as a star. Second, it's year like, in the league. is he better than Brady right now? No, <laughs> he's still like you. You see what Brady did to him when he had to look at him eye to eye in the playoffs well, twice. And McVay, to his credit, we have a direct comparison. He went against Belichick in the Super Bowl, and you see what Belichick did to him. He, he, dressed he, held, he held the number one or number two offense. I don't know if the Rams or the Chiefs had the top, better – either way, Belichick played them back-to-back -back and beat them both. Yeah, bro. He – he that man McVay said, uh, well, I got to change up a lot of stuff, boy. The way this man Bill Belichick did me, whoo, I felt like a coach. It, and it ended up working for him, and now he's got his own coaching tree. Because bro, one of the best ones. Okay, another AFC, AFC East topic. Can the Dolphins win the division? I give them a better chance than the Patriots. As so I, I believe. Oh, oh, let me 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 spell it out for you. Right, my my dramatic pause was too long. Tua is back in his comfort zone. Offensive line's been beefed up. He has weapons. Like when we saw Tua when when it was tanked for Tua. Good offensive line, weapons. You look at the weapons he has, Tyreek Hill. Easily the most dynamic receiver in the league. Some could say the best, most won't say the best, but I think he has, I think he affects coverage more than any receiver in the league. Jalen Waddle, who is close to Tyreek 2.0. Elijah Mitchell, or Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore. Solid, solid number three receiver, Mike Gusecki. Well, and they got that stable of running backs. They got um Cedric Wilson Jr., who they got from Dallas as well. I said Ward. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Cedric Ward. I'm sorry. Look, look at me. Not doing my homework. Cedric Ward. Wilson. Do they got Wilson? Cedric Wilson, not Ward. Cedric Wilson. Yeah, Cedric Ward. That's somebody. That's somebody from Cartersville. What? They signed up Muhammad Sanu, by the way, too. Oh, who cares? Wide receiver five. I mean, yeah, they got some new, but they but then in their 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 backfield. Williams, huh? It's Preston Williams. He had a decent year for the Dolphins last year, and they have a solid backfield. They've got four guys that literally have all started games over the last two seasons: Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Sony Michelle, Miles Gaskin. Very nice, arguably the best running back room in the NFL. From yeah, a, I from a depth perspective, any of them could start. Almost like they could just do hot hand, bro. They're gonna they're gonna do some of that that Kyle Shanahan stuff. Because I mean, because again, Mike McDaniel, his guy, yeah. and some of that Belichick stuff, where it's like, hey, you're the running back this week because you give us the best matchup. Call me crazy. They they don't have the toughest schedule, 
They can win 11 games, bro. They can. And the Bills playing a first-place schedule, they can drop a couple. Well, then I know exactly what you want to do come Vegas. That win total is eight and a half. Oh, over. you already know. You, I'm, you're, you're, you're humping the over. Oh, golly. Humping it like it's my wife. You know, if anything, you're, you're trying to ask them if they got a prop bet at nine and a half at that point <laughs> to where you can get it. Because the over is minus 135, so nine and a half would definitely be plus 20, plus 125, something like that. If, you, if, if a book will allow you to do an alternative over under on win total, which I think they do. You just have to ask. You know, I like how you, you're roping in the gambling, even though we're going to hit that intentionally next week. Yeah. <laughs> but giving away, hey, Dolphins over. I like the value of Dolphins to win the AFC East. I won't predict it, but I like the value. Um, Let's get talk about the Jets. We have to. We got players fucking people's moms, <laughs> friends, and stuff. Stacy's mom. You know, while his girlfriend is dating another guy in the league that he was roommates with, and they all oh, that Wilson girlfriend, and they all went to BYU where you shouldn't have been fucking on campus unless you were married, right? So, yeah, we got. Of course, we got to hit the Jets. Plus, what would it be without talking about the NYJETS Jets, Jets, Jets? I don't have much to say. I'm just confused why Robert Sala has the issue with the halo helmet things, you know. I guess because of the inconsistencies, like we got to practice in them, but we're not going to wear them in in game. I, just like, hey, Robert Sala, learn how to coach your team and and, and let them be safe. Make them safe, dude. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I think that uh, they, put some more, they put some more pieces around him. They drafted relatively well this year. Matter of fact, some would say they got the they made the they had the best first two rounds for sure. Brees Hall, Iowa State, big back, gonna be big and fancy. Can't wait for the draft to see where he if he's on the board. If if, if he's where I think he might be, we're streaming draft by the way, guys. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, we got to get that date because that's gonna be the show that week. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a hell of a show because we're gonna be doing some more NFL talk, of course. While doing the draft, that way it's not just a complete. Oh, who'd you take? No, we're gonna do yeah. some analysis on this stuff. It's gonna be a shit show. I'm gonna yeah. lie to you. It is. I can't wait. Be all over the place. We definitely got to give everybody the uh, the disclaimer. Hey, certain words you can't say that you may say in your private life <laughs> or lies. Who's gonna be the guy we gotta warn more? And if if Josh is off the wagon, <laughs> probably we've got to give him. Oh, and by the way, you can't do certain stuff on camera. Yeah. You know, even though it's on Spotify, it might not be a video on Spotify. It's on YouTube. Yeah. And you got it on Facebook too, no? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys. We don't want it to get, you know, taken off Facebook. Yeah. I, I've been kicked off of a social media platform before. I don't want that to happen again. Well, and I bet Amanda is still trying. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, uh thoughts and prayers. Blocked, by the way. Huh? What did she do to get you blocked? Uh, deactivated for like she no, I had to create a whole new Instagram. I know, I know. Now it's free Big Baby to go as opposed to Big Baby to go. Yeah, um, you can't go back to that name if you wanted to. Could no, you? wow, that that name does can't work anymore. It's retired. Her fans, she and her fans reported me for uh for violating Instagram's uh uh rules or some shit. They said I was being like a hate speech. Yeah, yeah, okay. It is what it is, man. Jets, they they did do some moves. They had a great draft. 
They did. Um, they got a. Who did they draft at wide receivers? They didn't get. They got a what's his face? Not a Lave. Uh, they got the other Ohio State. Jameson uh, Williams? No. Because uh, he's Ohio State. I mean, he's Alabama. But Alabama. Uh, yeah, that guy. The guy that a lot of people thought we were going to draft. The guy we probably should have drafted. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Yep, Garrett Wilson. And they got Sauce. Jamar Chase a little. A little bit. And they got Sauce. Yeah, yeah, and they took Sauce Gardner. Right. So, looking up, if, if, if Salah is – Half the defensive coach that everybody thought he was in San Francisco. I don't think he is that. Well, that'll be the deal breaker, and I, and it probably doesn't help too that they said that Joe Flacco looked a hell of a lot better than. Um, and, the, and, the, and the 49ers defense got better last year under D'Amico Ryan's too. Just throw that out there. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but they'll be the bottom dweller here, so we can move on from them. I will. I think they're going to be a feisty five win team now. I hate to get back to the gambling. Their over-under is five and a half. So, yeah, it sounds like they're right on the money if you think feisty five. They might get six. Who knows? That over is, by the way, is minus 175. So, clearly a lot of money coming in on them to get to six. AFC North. I think this is going to be one of the most entertaining divisions in the league. Each team gives second us – I'd say second best. Sorry to cut you off, but I'd say second best in the league. It, it may be the best by years in. I'm not as high on the West as you are. I am shit. And I, Look, hey, we know this is a quarterback driven league, baby, and they got all of them. So, which team do you want to hit? Because I got a topic for each of them. Let's start off with the obvious answer in the Cleveland Browns. All right, Cleveland Browns. So, let me pitch you my Deshaun Watson take. He has a weird kink, it's disgusting. Let's hear Roger Goodell's words on it, actually, before we get into it. I think that's important for the viewers, just in case you didn't hear what Commissioner Goodell had to say. Come on, Raj. We opted to uh, appeal the Deshaun Watson decision and why you opted to go back to seeking a full year suspension. Well, as you know, it's part of the CBA. Uh, the, the two parties had that right. Uh, either party could... Uh, could uh, certainly challenge uh, and appeal that. And that was something that we thought was our right to do as well as the NFLPS, and we decided it was the right thing to do. Why go back to seeking the full year suspension? Uh, because we've seen the evidence. She was very clear about the evidence. Uh, she reinforced the evidence uh, that there was uh, multiple violations here, and they were egregious, and it was predatory behavior. That's, those are things that we felt... Um, we always felt were really important for us to address in a way that's responsible. Roger, does the league view it like four different players one? I think that's the case. That's what the facts. All right, so Roger Goodell pretty much just put out there, hey, that six games wasn't enough because we think Deshaun Watson is a predator. And as you hear him stuttering, you can tell that Roger Goodell could care less about what Deshaun Watson did and because the, the the Haslam family decided to give Deshaun Watson a $230 million contract fully guaranteed and um only a million dollars in his first in his first season, expecting him to get suspended so he wouldn't lose any money. Uh the other owners are upset because now they got quarterbacks saying, Hey, how the hell is he getting all this money guaranteed? And he got he got stuff hanging over his head. 
we have nothing. And he you hasn't know. he hasn't really won anything. Yeah, right. He's a second round playoff guy. Um, come on now. What are we doing here? And I understand the stances that the other owners take, mainly because they don't want to pay, they don't want to give players guaranteed money. They don't want to take out $150 million and put it in escrow. And I could never tell a man, hey, you go write a $200 million check right now and feel good about it. You know, I don't feel, I, I hate spending over $1,000 in one transaction. It, I, I just hate it. I, I just fucking hate it. I've hated it for years. I don't want to spend that much money in one damn transaction. Sorry. I'm cheap. But I don't really think Roger Goodell is convicted about Deshaun Watson sitting out. I just think he is listening to his bosses and he's echoing what they want. And it's not even about the the uh, weird sexual behavior. It's about the guaranteed contract. And hold on, last point. I say all of that to say this has never happened, but I don't think the league should be responsible for giving out punishments. You know, we're talking about, you know, these these owners, they're capitalists when, outside of football. Everywhere else they're capitalists, but in football they, they want some controls here, right? I think that teams should be responsible for punishment. Because if Jimmy and D Haslam say, hey, we want this guy on our team and we're willing to deal with the negative pushback, well, let them deal with it. Like, it's their franchise. What the Who cares if the league punishes a player? You know, there's nothing legal happening here. Yes, it happened civilly. And I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson didn't do anything wrong. Like, I'm not getting into that because I don't know. But what I will say is, if the legal system's not dealing with them and somebody else wants to hire them to work for their company, then he should be able to work for their company. Like giving like suspending players for not acting according to our social standards is the issue that we have in this country of elevating celebrities and athletes to being like role models. Deshaun Watson shouldn't be your kid's fucking role model. The the I agree with you, but I also disagree. And this is where I disagree. The NFL is the company. Look at the jersey I'm wearing. That logo's on there. They share the amount of money that they make. If people boycott Cleveland Browns games and the Browns make the least in revenue, but it's a revenue split, everybody has a say-so kind of in this. And so I think I'm okay with the league being the ones that hand down the punishment. I see what you're saying, though, team doing it. I'm okay with the league doing it. I think that it needs to be similar, and I know that this is a wild comparison should be similar to the college football playoffs. They should have a – I get it. The owners are basically the chairman of the board. There's a board of directors, and they, they it's them. But I think that it should be um, similarly to how they had this appeal with a federal judge. They need to get a committee that comes together on this where mm-hmm. it's um, – it would be tough. I know that it, in that college football committee, they have current ADs. They've had former ADs. Don't compare anything to that college committee because it's a shit show with 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 Kinda no Lisa, centralized leadership. Lisa Rice, like people like that, have been a part of this stuff, and now she's actually she's part of that group that's buying the uh, Broncos. But oh, she was a politician. She's. I didn't go, go be a politician so I can get rich too. 
That's how it works. And so, but I, I think that it will be nice to have a committee or a board of directors. Jay-Z can be a part of it. We can make this thing work. And I know it's like, well, what the fuck does Jay-Z know about punishing an NFL team? At the end of the day, a lot of these people run companies. And I think that everybody can look at something and know when something's wrong. And like I said, that's why even with the Court of Appeals and, and, and you know, them doing this with the NFLPA, you had that federal judge and that's what they recommended. And so either leave it at that or if that's not good enough, then you need to have a separate committee that is unbiased, that doesn't own a team. It sucks because at the end of the day, there's always biasness because – People watch the NFL and they have favorite. They're fan. They're fans of players and teams, and um, they're from cities where these teams reside. And they can have uh, a factor that could have a factor in their decision making. But at the end of the day, we do everything else that way. If you decide to have a, a jury trial, uh, it's what nine of your peers, eleven. It depends on the number, I guess, depending on where you're at. But but it's a jury of your peers that come together to decide your fate. And I think that it should be similar with that. They're a big enough corporation to do it. And at this point, and, and it's weird because you wouldn't want to get sponsors involved either, right? Like you would hate for somebody to be the former uh, vice president of Fox or uh, Jeff nice. Bezos's fucking wife is on there. Like somebody that has some indirectness to what the NFL makes his money off of Apple is throwing their hat in for NFL Sunday tickets. So we can't get Tim Cook to assign, you know, uh, the Waz or somebody to be on that shit either. But they could – I feel like there's a better way of doing it if they're not okay with, like, the ruling, for instance. On well, Sunday. here's – and that's the thing, right? They In the new CBA, they brought in the third party to do it. Because everyone – like, Jerry Jones specifically – and Bob Kraft, the two most influential and powerful owners in the league. Sorry, Stan Kroenke, you may have the money, but you're you're not Bob Kraft or Jerry Jones when it comes to your clout in the NFL. Jerry Jones got you to L.A. But when you have – when they got upset about the way Tom and Zeke were, were both punished, and that made the change for the third-party arbiter. Well, if you're going to have the third party – and then Roger can go and appeal the third party and choose who hears it. What the hell does the third party do then? Like, why do you even have that third party? Because they're impotent. Like, because now you're only, they're only allowed to have power if Roger likes it. Because Roger, granted, he farmed it out to this other, this uh, former judge, but he could have received it himself. And, and, and that's why I think that there should be something that's done differently I, I don't want it to be one of these things where it's like a lobbyist type thing right like for the competition committee rich mckay is the head of it rich mckay doesn't own a team he's a president of our atlanta falcons and well, he that's pretty like, much owns us he runs the team and <laughs> we are all here to do what falcons do look at that so he's got a history in the league because he was a gm for song and then his daddy was either the GM or the owner, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's the GM of the Bucks when they were really bad. Or he's the coach. I don't even remember. He's the I'll son agree. of somebody that had something to do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And my point is, he's the head of the competition committee, but they vote on the rules, and it's the owners that ultimately make that decision, right? John McKay, he was Mr. USC, four natties. 
Yeah, but he also was like either the coach of the Bucks or was the GM before Rich. I think he was the coach. I'll look it up while you're still. Uh, but but my point is that they have a competition committee when it comes to rules. There needs to be some sort of a committee or chairmen of the board. Well, you can get Truett Cathy in on it or something. I mean, uh, not Truett, but, uh, you know, Bubba or, uh, you know, the other Cathy. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I just think you can put together this conglomerate of. I, if my, I just think that if Roger. And how they would handle it. If Roger Goodell is not going to be the decision maker, he needs to be removed from the appeals process as well. Exactly, and that's my—that's what I agree. Then maybe the NFL owner should vote on it. And even if even I don't if, like that because they have a vested interest. Well, and I was going to say, and even if even if them voting on it would be similar to, you know, third party no appeal because them listening to Rogers listening to them at the end of the day, and and that's my really issue with, is the owner's decision. And that's my issue with the Deshaun thing is. It's not Roger taking a stance against predatorial behavior. It's Roger standing with his fellow owners because they want him to get they want him to get his pockets ran because they don't want him to only lose seven hundred thousand dollars of two hundred thirty million guaranteed. That's what it all boils down to. It's all about the money. It's not about what he did because maybe maybe he has a lot more uh, women coming out against him, but. Bob Kraft was getting a good old rub and tug too. This would, this would, and but his was different. It was different. I, I it know was, it's different. Sting was on the the place, not him. He just so happened to have been there. I, <laughs> like, no, uh, I agree. But Jerry had his stuff that came up. You know what I mean? You got the whole Washington Jerry, franchise. Jerry took, a, Jerry took a knee and looked into the camera, man. You Jerry, got the whole thing that's going on with the Washington franchise. Do you think that Deshaun Watson is the biggest predator associated with the NFL? No, not at all. I, think I bet the I biggest – I disagree. He's got a really weird fetish. Huh? He has a fetish and – Yeah, it's, it's weird. predatory, I guess, depending on what the, the circumstances are around it. We just don't know. And, like, so and, – and, and that my thought was, too, when I heard that, when I read that quote, when he said it was predatory, I'm like, well, Roger, then why didn't you just, I, I don't understand. I get it. That's the process. You, you got the third party to come in, but at that point there should be just a suspension. And that she he doesn't you, want did blood go through on that with every fucking, did they go through that with every fucking suspension? He I don't doesn't so. want blood on his hands. He wants Sus- to be the good guy. Hey, look here, man. He wants to be the guy that pushed it to the limit. It was just like, this was the final stage. I'm sorry, guys. No matter who's happy or who's not, this is how the cookie crumbled. I mean, like. Last thing on this, because we got to transition. We need a, we need a Molly. Yeah, we need a Molly or a Joy to keep us on, on, on track. But uh, here's, here's, here's the thing, bro. The, all those massage therapists could have walked out because it was not forcible vaginal or anal penetration it was hand jobs it and was, I don't, again, i'm not defending him but it was please. actually more so he wasn't moving their hand to, to, he, was to ask him. he it was it was more indecent exposure than anything yeah I mean, to be to be fair it was more indecent exposure than anything. yeah and him and him and him doing a little peyton manning on the training table at tennessee you know, people forget about that. And yeah, now that's I, I, that. 
I'm not I'm not excusing or or saying the behavior is okay, but I'm I'm saying we got to properly contextualize the stuff. But to the the rest of the AFC North, do you do you think the Browns are going to be worth a damn this year? It really will depend on how many games he plays. And Vegas has even pulled their over under one toe, so got nothing he's, there for you. He's going to play five. He's going to play five games. I tell you, what, let's say all right. Well, no, 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 no. Let's just go off the current rule. Let's say it stands six games. If they get to three and three without him, or even two and four. I think that at two and four they could go ten and seven. Second, second, and no, three and three they could go eleven and six. So, I, I this is what I would like to think, because I guess after we go through everybody, then we'll do the playoff aspect. So I'll just say this: Yes, I think that they can win games this season with or without him, but without him entirely. Let's say he were to miss the entire season, eight and nine, nine and eight tops. Okay. Let's talk Baltimore. I think Baltimore wins this division. Um, yeah, Baltimore wins the division. I, I think people are so wrong on Lamar Jackson and his contract. You know, they're talking about Baltimore not wanting to pay Lamar or not wanting to commit to him long term. I think Baltimore has offered a pretty nice contract. I think under most circumstances, most quarterbacks would have taken the offer that Baltimore has given. We don't know that final number because Baltimore has one of the best front offices in the league. They handle good business. Lamar added another 15 pounds. He's yoked. And um, Lamar has said, his camp has said, I want to hit free agency. Like I want to hit true free agency. I want Not because I want to leave Baltimore, but if I hit true free agency, I can pull to Kirk Cousins. And I think that's what he's trying to do. And... P- I'm so tired of the traditional media uh, beating up on him for having his mom as an agent, but I forgot what podcast I was listening to. I think it was the GM shuffle with Michael Lombardi, a former GM in the league. He was like, he's good too. He is. He's like, as a quarterback, you don't need an agent because your contract is what did the next guy get? Give me a million more. (laughs) You know, like why would you pay this guy to negotiate something? Why would you pay somebody to negotiate for you when you are negotiating off of what the last guy got if you're a top-end quarterback? That and then when Deshaun Watson gets a fully guaranteed contract and you've done just as much in the playoffs. And then, then by the way, you've got one of those MVP awards. It's going to be really hard to tell you that, uh, well, I tell you what, if you guys don't want me, somebody else will check you later. Hey, real quick, you want me to – you want me to tell you like a blind spot for fans? I I got a friend, friend, he's a Philly fan, and he works in sports. He's been on this pod. Shout out to my guy. I I sent I sent him a little KD piece, right? About seven KD to the 76ers. I said Tobias Maxi and Junk. Same thing I sent to the group. He said pass. I like Maxi too much. Boy, fans be tripping sometimes. They are. I would. I mean, I would take that deal personally. I don't think that uh, New Jersey. I don't not New Jersey. I don't think Brooklyn will. Just because I think the Jalen Brown trade, if, if the Boston really offered that, I'd much rather have that than Tobias and Maxi and Jump. So that alone, I would. That's the reason why I wouldn't take the deal if I'm new, if I'm the Nets. But yes, that blind spot can really detract you from what's going on. But then again, you could simply say that okay, so basically we're trading the Brooklyn Nets. Joel Embiid for Kyrie Irving because that's what it would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? I like that team better. 
I like yeah, the team a lot better. Yeah, MV, he led the league in scoring, uh, second MVP for second straight year, and he's a big man as opposed to another guy that absolutely has to have the ball in his hand on the perimeter. Yeah. Big difference, right? But back to the AFC North. I got Baltimore winning that division. I think they come back. Uh, I think Lamar gets paid at the end of the year, and it's a nice contract like you were saying. He's going to use that Deshaun Watson contract as leverage. Lack of he weapons. Lack, lack of weapons. I think he's a guy that does do a lot. And uh, we'll have to see how good the running game is because if I remember, not just not last year because of all the injuries, but even the year before that, without him, it wasn't like J.K. Dobbins was getting off. Gus Edwards would have some nice moments here and there. But it wasn't like they were really getting off running the ball without him. And so maybe that's a part of their offense. But I don't like the weapons. They got rid of Hollywood Brown. Uh, they got another tight end, the guy that won the tight end award in college. They got him, so you've got two tight ends. So I guess if they like – he clearly likes tight ends. He throws the ball. Just reminds me a lot of Michael Vick. It really does. Mark Andrews is, is Algie Cumpler 2.0, maybe a little bit more skilled. But, like, he reminds me a lot – it reminds me a lot of that Falcon shit. And so I – I think that the 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 ceiling of that team is twelve and five, and then the floor is like if, if things go really wrong, seven and ten. But people smarter than that's me, the floor said, floor though. People smarter than me said that under in Bobby Petrino's offense, Lamar Jackson threw the ball outside the hashes better. So there's an argument that their offense, uh, Greg Roman's actually holding him back. And not allowing him to make those throws on a regular basis. I don't know. I'm just saying what people smarter than me say. I tell you what, you think John Harbaugh would be interested in bringing Bobby in to back to the NFL? He never got the chance with Vic here. I don't think Bobby would want to go be a a, a coordinator. Where is he coaching now? Is he still at Western Kentucky or something? I think he's at Louisville. He's not Louisville's coach. No way. No way. Either way, <laughs> let me see. Where is Bobby P? Uh, yeah, no. I, 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 he may be unemployed. Missouri State. Is Missouri State. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind. Yeah, he'll, he'll take that job tomorrow. No, yeah, he would take that job. Pay raise and he gets to look good again. And he'll never get an NFL opportunity just because of what he did. Fuck him. Uh, nonetheless, next, let's get to the AFC champ, Bengals. Hold on. I got I, – th- th- I'll so, lead us into this one. Real, 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 quick, real quick. I said, you trip. He said, maybe. Kid is special and he works hard. Sky's the limit. A championship would be more fun if they're homegrown. His sky is is not Katie. His sky isn't Katie. Katie will be a better basketball player than him until Katie retires. And so. Yeah, Maxie Sky is. If he's on another team, he could potentially be one of those guys that in his career is a one to two time all-star. That's his sky. Yeah, his 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 sky is is Gilbert Arenas on a good day. If he's lucky, and I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that high. You send a guy like Maxi to play in Indiana, and he maybe, won't do what Gilbert did when Gilbert came to Washington. Maybe he averages twenty five a game, but they're never in the playoffs. Like those are his numbers, and that's the thing too. I mean, I'm not. Tr- I hate to bring in uh, a friend of mine that plays in the league. But he averaged twenty four point something point, almost twenty five points a game too. And he was. I don't, I don't want to talk about him because I don't like the way the league's disrespecting him. And I and I'm ready to. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Very disrespectful. But Bengals. B- Bengals. Did the Bengals roar back? 
I think so. So I know that some people, I think the talent is just there. It's just there. The defense plays well enough. They're kind of weak in the secondary, but offensively it's all there. And Joe Burrow, the thought is he really took a step in the second half of the season last year. And that's why it propelled him to the Super Bowl. Joe shows that he's cool. Joe shows that he improves because we've seen it. We saw it in college and we got to see it in year two in the NFL. I really like them to win that division. Joe Mixon still got plenty of tread on those tires. Uh, They've got arguably How's the that best. backhand. They've got arguably the uh, well. Hey, we'll see. Because uh, what he had appendix. Uh, what did he have? Something that just got done. It wasn't his appendix, or was it? Let's see. I think it was his appendix. He got something. Joe Burrow. I think it was his appendix. You said uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. Uh, oh, you said backhand. You're such a dick, man. Um, mm, you're a penis for that. Uh, I mean, you know, he, he stiff arms with his backhand, you know. It's a real strong stiff. Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow did have his appendix removed, but nonetheless, uh, I, I think that Joe's got a mean stiff arm. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And so, um, really good. And he's an every down back. He's an every down back. I like him. I like T. Higgins. Uh, obviously, Jamar Chase is a superstar. You know, basically, he might as well already be superstar. They lost T.J. Uh, Uza. Yeah, and I think he went to the Jets. And so, oh, another thing about the Jets, they added him. Solid pickup, I'm just saying. Solid pickup. But either way. two frisky teams. Zach Taylor being a. uh, Can Zach Taylor coach? We're going to find out this year, really. But Zach Taylor is still a part of that tree of the McVay, Shanahan. Those guys all work together. So, I mean, he certainly is in a position. He's got his quarterback. He's got his receivers. He's got his running back. The offense should have no problem. I like them to win that division. I guess, like I said, at the end we'll do the playoff picture, but I like them specifically to win. So, so you're telling me that the Steelers are going to be last in the, the division? I'm telling you that that's true, yeah. Like, that team's going to be – they're not even going to be bad. They're going to be in so many games they just won't win them. I struggle with them beat with them being bad because ne- I haven't seen it. Hey, we had never saw Russell Wilson not have a winning season. And last season I said, you know what? They're not going to have a winning season. Russell Wilson plays for another team now. It, it Look, some things, all good things come to an end. I think we've all heard that saying, right? All good things do come to an end. And Mike T's had a hell of a run. I remember, I think it was, yeah, it was like during the season last year, they were trying to make it come to a run sooner than it should have. Talking about him going to USC and him hey, talking man, about have a big enough checkbook to do oh, that it. was that was some of the most disrespectful shit ever. Like you're talking about a man who never coached college. His peers are were Andy Reid, Sean, uh, not Sean Garrett. No, man, put him in there. He's not in the Bill tier, but Bill is I still up here. He's been. Sean Payton coached in two Super Bowls. His peers are Sean Payton and Andy Reid. That's yes, it. Those were the perfect guys. The yes. guys who have been in who've been coaching 15 plus years and one franchise. They want not even with one franchise, but 15 plus year coaches. And he did like Andy 14. did about 13 or 12 in Philly, and now he's even been in Kansas City for about so eight nine. If he uh he's gonna be the first coach to like 
coached 10 plus years with two teams uh, at the end of this year. And take them both to Super Bowls. That too. But here's the thing about 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 um Coach T. He gets so disrespected by the traditional sports media because they call him a motivator. That's code word for he can't coach. He's just that's a raw raw guy. Code word for he's a nigga and he's he's able to speak to the players, and that's all he's really good at is hyping his guys up and telling them, hey man, we gotta go out here and do business. Like, right, right. If you if you could you could throw Pete Carroll in this peer group too, but these guys are I don't even think well now yeah, Pete's there. They're yeah. the best of the best that's not Bill. You know what I mean? They've been consistent with it. They're practically outside of the young gun, McVeigh. Shan- and even though, yeah, Shanahan's coached in the Super Bowl. McVay, Shanahan, now Taylor. Those guys. They Don't put Taylor guys. in the name. And, uh, it, no. He coached in the Super Bowl. Him and Kyle Shanahan have done the same thing. Correct. And he did it in a shorter. Well, well you. Period, well, you saw how. You remember last year on Shanahan. I was like, is he really a good head coach or is he an offensive coordinator? He, I think he proved me wrong. I think he's a good head coach. I, I, I mean, I think he proved I don't me think wrong. He's a great head coach. He's a. He's. Maybe the best offensive coordinator. Absolutely. Just looking at what he did in Houston, what he did in Washington, and, of course, what he did here, I think he's arguably – you could put him in – man, he's a top-tier OC. Just like DQ was a top-tier DC. You know, like – I I think Quinn in his second time will be a good – I think he'll be a solid head coach. I don't I'm think gonna, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you. I, I was listening to this uh, the, the Doomsday podcast. It's a Dallas Cowboys podcast. I listened to. I listened to it because I like Ed Warder and um, the other guy. I can't think of his name. I really like him. Uh, they interviewed DQ last week. Great listen. Like Ed, Ed, Ed Word is such a Dallas Cowboys fucking home. Like I swear to God, he was always the ESPN beat writer for them for. For the just like Sal Palantonio is the Eagles guy, like yeah, but 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 Werner's a Dallas guy, but um, listen to DQ talk and he talked about like his standing in the organization with the weird stuff with McCarthy, and he was like, Yeah, man, I, I get it. I coach with Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris is a head coach in this league, like should be a head coach in this league. Like He's- I had to deal with that on my sideline. I understand what that role is like and how you feel when you go. My right hand man might be better than me. It's look, it it it's a I uh, I don't think that that was what was plaguing DQ, but certainly that last year no. he knew that that was coming in. He was on the hot seat, and after we blew that second game, when we blew the Chicago game, it was time, and they they shouldn't have let it last past that, but they did. But nonetheless, hey, right, let's get to the AFC South. I don't have much for this division, other because we kind of hit the Matt Ryan stuff earlier. Well, here we can just run through this real quick. Uh, I'll do it just quick. Four points. Uh, Colts winning the division. Matt Ryan. I expect them to win eleven plus games. Uh, Texans. I think improvement does come even under Lovey. And I think me and you are like kind of like we're not going to take him in fantasy, but like, like Davis. I think I think I don't I don't think he's bad. I think he's better than Daniel Jones, Mitchell Trubisky. Like I think that his ceiling, his ceiling, his ceiling is higher than what those guys accomplished in their time. I think their, Davis Mills' ceiling. choice. I think Davis Mills' ceiling is higher than um, Mac Jones' ceiling. Ooh, I don't know if he can get there. Hot take. I, he, no, Davis I Mills was the number one quarter. Hey, Davis Mills was the number one quarterback coming out of high school. Sorry, I like pedigree. He's a big 
kid, trunky kid, long neck, good quarterback. He was plagued by injuries in college. We don't know what it's he is. Long neck, Kirk Cousins, according. And to then he went to a shitty team. org. He went to a shitty team. Like he was, he won four. He won four games just like Deshaun Watson won four games a year before. Who's their RB one? Do you know? Me? Yeah. <laughs> no, me. Oh, okay. Well, we know. Oh, Brady, so, Brady so here's the thing I do. A solid receiver to have to throw the ball to. So here's the thing I do on Instagram uh, on like a lot of posts when they were like, who's up next? I'll just comment on it. Me. Who's your favorite running back? Me. Like that. that's that's one of the things I do on Instagram that doesn't get enough love, but that's okay. So you dick, man. Um, Yeah, the Colts won the division. I think uh, the Titans are frisky, but they're like a frisky eight, nine, nine and eight. They're going to beat teams. They're going to beat good teams and they're going to lose to bad teams. Because they lost A.J. Brown. And I I mean, I don't want A.J. Brown on my team, but if I had him on my team, I don't want to lose him. I like the guy that they got out of uh, Tr- Burks out of Arkansas. I thought, I, bro, good. I love Trillon Burks. I love Trillon Burks. I just feel like they're not missing much now. It would have been great if they could have paired him. I, I think Traylon Burks, wanted, but they didn't get out of Julio. I think that was Ryan Tannehill and the offensive coordinator's fault. But uh, and Julio was still not healthy. But like, I think that if they could have paired them, that I would have really liked it. But obviously, Burks gets comparisons to Debo. I think that they're fair. I think that I think Burks is great. And uh I think Ryan Tannehill sucks. I think that uh potentially if they're three and six at one point, they're gonna make that move to Malik. But uh yeah, 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 yeah. They're a they're a bona fide top top end just because they got Derrick Henry. And if Tannehill can play well, I just don't see more than nine wins. I think once I, I think if 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 it gets bad, Tannehill, Tannehill's bench. And he's auctioned off to the 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 team that's a quarterback away next year, which could be us if we do what I think we're gonna do. I, no. Man, I'm gonna tell you, they're gonna lose the fan. <laughs> no, they're not gonna lose the fan. But I'll be just like my mom. My mom for years used to yell out fire, like to Dan Reeves's face, man, be like retire. And I just can't. I don't want to be in that position. I don't want to be that guy. Hey, look here. We're gonna pick it back up when we get to the NFC South, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I think right. we might end up with Ryan Tannehill. So AFC. Titans, wait, wait, we missed a team. The Jaguars. Come on, man. Herb. Herb's old team. We gotta at least touch them, even if it's just for a quick minute, 30 I'm seconds. A cop and you will respect my authority. Yeah, right. I love the Doug Peterson hire the whole time. I literally thought that that was who they should hire. I expect uh T Law, Carsville native, uh Shout legend, out. legend, legend out there. Let state of Georgia legend. Uh I think T Law definitely has a much better season under Doug. Uh, he gets Etienne back. That's his old back running mate. We've seen what Jamar Chase Joe Burrow. I know it's not the same, but I expect Etienne to, to come in. James Robinson's okay. I expect Etienne to basically become the, the, the Cornell Patterson of that offense. Uh, they're still only going to win six or five games, but uh, improve. They'll be in a, a team that when you see them, even if they're still as bad record wise, frisky game wise, they're improved. They're not the role that they were. I think Trev throws for 3,500. 28 tubs and 13 picks. 12, 13 picks. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, like I, I think we, I think we see the progress that we like and we go, if he had weapons, he's 30, he's, he's 35 and 10. They do have a weapon. Didn't they just sign a number, basically, really a number three wide receiver to like one of the most ridiculous 
He just set up the whole wide receiver market. Yeah. Everybody yeah, wants yeah. to be mad at, at, at Cleveland for giving Deshaun that money. Now, be mad at Jacksonville for paying Christian Kirk, bum ass. We should be talking about that Christian Kirk contract. That is the contract that just set the whole NFL on fire. Next. Well, let's get to the AFC West. Wow, wow, West. Best division in football. You think so? If if you had to give me best division in football. Four words to describe it. Best division in football. All right, let me see. Let me uh let me cut down my topics. I think that every week that so, an NFC West team plays each other, it has the juice to always be on prime time. So do you want me to tell you the way I think this division shakes out? Yeah, even though I know once we do all the division talk and then we're going to run through division, 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 winner, wild card, wild card, wild card. Yes, go ahead, though. Raiders, Chargers, Kansas City, Denver. Like Raiders won. That's interesting. I like them as two. don't Don't get me wrong. Raiders might go two. Chargers might go one. But I'm putting Russ and Mahomes at three and four. Me too. I'm I, I think the Raiders and the Chargers have better teams. I think the Chargers have to break through because if not, I don't want to hear shit about fucking Justin Herbert again. I'm dead Agreed. fucking serious. I don't want to hear anything about him if he doesn't make the playoffs again because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. People like Matt Ryan were winning games early in his career and put up stats by year three to where they were like top tier, like top five yards, touchdowns type shit. Matt Ryan did that by year three, but he made the he had a winning season every year and had made the playoffs twice out of those three. I don't want to hear that with Justin Herbert if he doesn't do it. I'm picking them to win a division. I think that the addition of a uh, 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 fucking uh, Khalil Mack is huge with JC Jackson too. Oh man, they're gonna be defensively. They've got the guys. They're building the of the Falcons. There you go. They they they're they're building themselves up to. Be just like the Rams, but in the AFC. And they got to share that building with them, and the pressure's really on them to get something done. They probably should have stayed in San Diego. I wish that they could have just built the stadium down there. I know it would have been fun going there. I mean, look here. If they would have stayed in San Diego, the way I told you that, you know, our Atlanta super fan thing that we I think we're going to carry into our, our mid-30s and 40s, I would have committed to that in San Diego. Like I love that city that much that I, if, so, they had, if they had football, I'd pay those high taxes. They're LA's younger brother, but like, man, what it's a missed opportunity by not just building a new stadium. It's the cooler San Diego is LA's cooler younger brother. The more residential, huh? I mean, the more resident. Yeah, you could get a house thirty minutes out of LA. I mean, that's what everybody does do if you don't live in the hills, right? But like, they. My dad, for instance, had said if he could retire somewhere, he would retire there. Bro, San San Diego is so much better than L.A. if you don't want to be a celebrity. Everything that L.A. offers, because what people forget about L.A. is last call in L.A. is at 145, bro. And you need to be in. L.A. is more house party. It's not bars. Bars are San Diego. Bars, uh, great food, too. Good food. Uh, That's Mexican food in the state. We had some, me and Josh had some fantastic sushi right down the street from his house. It was fan. It what was place great. did y'all go to? I don't remember the name of it, but we had some Japanese old fashions 
Josh is a big old fashioned guy these days. Apparently, um, he likes making them. He likes getting them everywhere can he, he goes. Can he make good ones? I'll give him a B plus. I really did. I thought it was good, especially considering he went through the whole process of barely cutting the orange and like wasting it. Bro, um, you know, you know, you know, Josh he's got some wood chips that he puts in, and you smoke. know he. You know he like spends like his Tuesdays perfecting his old fashioned, right? I just for us to come visit. Of course, and this was one thing I had been noticed a minute ago. He gets the uh, the the big, you know, fist size uh, ice ball. Does it preparation? I'll give him an A, but taste and everything. I think he could have put a little bit more liquor in it for my liking, but I'm an <laughs> alcoholic. Uh, B plus though, all together. Okay, okay. I would recommend it if we're there and Josh is making my like, hey y'all Josh making hey now here's what we're gonna do for for Boink's bachelor party whatever if Josh's team lose he's making old fashions like all, all for everybody yeah fact, yeah he's the official bartender and anytime anyone wants one he's got to do it yeah and you know what we'll work out some, we'll try to work out something with the spot that we go to like hey my man has to get behind the bar and make him well that and then if he loses in the basketball game um. And certainly anyone that he thinks isn't better than him outperforms him. He's he's their bitch for the weekend. What what if he what if we play the game and he only has two points in a game to 16? Two points as in one and one or just one? Yeah, yeah one and one. Which one and one or one or he one three. Layup and possibly makes a jump shot. He gets a or fast break. A he, he gets a fast break layup and one jump shot in the half court. I'm going to be disappointed from the way he was talking. And so, you know, you got to have at least five, six in a game to 16 for me to be like, okay, yeah, he's the guy. He's got to, he's got to, he's got to call for the ball and go to his spot and score on somebody, you know, like, like, like mellow style, you know, you like mellow, like at the elbow. I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to try Josh up and ask him, do you, can you even palm a fucking basketball? And so something is. I can't palm it. Really? I can dunk. I can't palm it. I can palm a basketball. Now, my hands aren't huge. They're not huge, but I can palm a basketball. I think you got bigger hands than me. Like, I like I can palm it on a good day. I can't palm it every day. I don't have big palms, but my fingers are long. So, like. That's what she said. Yeah. Nonetheless, man, look, we're getting too far out of this. San yeah, bro, back to the AFC West. San yeah. Diego, that we believe Raiders. I'm yeah. wholeheartedly. I'm Raiders Chargers. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing about the thing about Kansas City. They lost their best defensive player. Golly. Kyle. Sorry, Kyle. Can't talk, buddy. Pod. Uh, but no, Kansas City. They lost their best defensive player in the Honey Badger. They lost their second best offensive player. They still got Chris Jones. Yeah, 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 but but did you see their secondary early in the season last year? With uh, I saw it late in the game, and their last time we saw them play, right? Like they need Honey Badger back there doing what Honey Badger does, right? Who is it? Sorensen, the white guy, number forty something. He was the one that was getting burned. I think he's on the Saints now. Really, they both went to New Orleans. I think so. Well, probably because they know Brady's the only one that's going to be chucking it because they know that Baker, Sam, slash Ritter. Uh, Mariota's not throwing the ball more than 15. Yards. Yeah, yeah, he's on the Saints now, <laughs> but okay. well, it'll only matter when they play the Bucks and so, right. But 
losing losing Honey Badger. I don't think losing Sorensen is a problem. I think he's terrible. I think that was good. That's a yeah. that's a that's an addition by subtraction in my book. They they lose Tyreek Hill. They get Ju- the they get Juju one. and Valdez Cantling. I I don't care about them. And I thought Justin Ross would be the the difference maker if with health. He, I know he went undrafted, but it was it was more medical than talent because if you remember what he was at Clemson with Trevor Lawrence, he was, he was the guy. Was he was the basically he was basically WR one. I mean, right uh, now that he's not playing this year, I just think they healthy. take a natural step back, and I, I I don't I don't think they're bad. You get a healthy Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, they signed who else is the other running back? They signed somebody who's RB two. Hold on. It, it, it doesn't give me much confidence. RB2. Hold on. We really – I want to pull up RB2. Michael Burton. Ron, they got Ronald Jones. And they, okay. They, got, Ron they Jones still got Jarek McKinnon. I think they had signed him late last year. He, they got him somehow they last did. year. They did. He looked great. Yeah. So, I, I – Does Nico Hartman I, step up? He has to. He has to. He has to. He's gonna be kind of this speedy. He uh, has to be Tyre. He has to be Tyreek next year, but he's yeah, not that good. Tyreek, Tyreek Light. Yeah, like no, Ty- Tyreek uh, Mil- uh, uh, Milwaukee's best. <laughs> yeah, he has to. He has to. But Raiders is who I wanted to talk. I want to talk Raiders ball. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. True or false? True, but I saw that side by side with Mike Evans. I saw side by side with Mike Evans that would say that uh, Mike Evans has been better than Devontae Adams. But I don't believe that with my eyes. So right. yes, he's the best receiver in the league. It's got JP's calling me. Not telling on pod. Um, either way, I think we could argue over the last three years he's been the best receiver in the NFL. Big. Big addition, to, especially when you're adding it with Darren Waller, and then you decided after they traded Edwards here, who was kind of running, uh, what he was the Y. No, he's the Z. He was wide receiver too. He wasn't in the slot, right? Basically, and Hunter Renfro was a thousand yard receiver, eight touchdowns, and you know uh, he's the crafty white slot. You know the traditional Wes Welker. Edelman guy, especially now with Josh McDaniels being a coach. That's going to be the real question for them. Is Josh McDaniels ready to be head coach part two? Is he ready? He turned down the – remember, he took the Colts job. Then they ended up hiring Frank Wright instead. He took the Colts job, turned it down, decided to stay with Bill, and then randomly decided, you know what, I want to move to Vegas and I want to be with a team that did make the playoffs last year with all that adversity. Now they don't have to deal with the John Gruden stuff this year. Josh Jacobs, they didn't pick up his option, but they also drafted um, what's-his-face, who I think is eventually going to take his spot. Uh, name is slipping my head. We've been going through so many NFL teams. I mean, I just, we almost have to pull up the depth charts every single time. Um, yeah, I know. They got Zamir White. Zamir White, yeah, from Georgia. And they have Kane Drake. And Amir Abdul is wire, uh, running back four. Who's an often injured guy, but we remember him at Nebraska. He was solid. Yeah, Boy, yeah, man, I drafted him in fantasy. He fucked me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they got Zeus. Uh, 
solid backups really to uh, Derek Carr, Stidham, and Mullins. I, I, I'd love that behind Mariota if we hadn't drafted a quarterback. I mean, in terms of just backup guys that can come in that you've seen play in the last, I mean, Stidham maybe not so much, but uh, Nick Mullins really wasn't that bad in Kyle Shanahan's uh, system, but nonetheless. Raiders uh, also picked up Chandler Jones. People don't even talk about that. Yeah, they're uh, going to have the best, arguably the well, the only better pass rush maybe in division. Chargers got the best. And that's the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers got the best. Khalil and Bosa. But really like what they did there, uh, expecting them to finish second and being a wild card. So where do you put the dangerous Denver Broncos? I have to put them forth only because by default, I mean, I don't think they're going to be better than Kansas city. And I've already stated that. I think that the chargers and the Raiders are the top two teams in the division with the chargers being one, the Raiders being two. So unfortunately Russ will find himself back where he was last season. And that's in last place. Now that doesn't mean that they won't go nine and eight. It just means that they're not winning the division and they're not, they're going to be fighting to potentially be the seventh seed. They're going to be hovering. They're a team to me that's going to be 500 all year. They're Mm -hmm. going to win one and they're going to lose one. They're going to win one and they're going to lose one. That schedule, it works in their favor in the non-conference stuff, like the non-divisional games because uh, they're going to be playing the teams that were – because they were last place last year in that division, right? So they're going to be facing a last place schedule that will work to their advantage when they have to play the jets, the jets, um, Carolina. Do they play our division? Well, don't they play all the, all the last place teams? Then, then there's one random team. Cause, cause remember you only play one division and then there's the opposite. They're in the West. So they play the NFC West. Say play Seattle. That first game, that's the first Monday night game. They're going to beat Seattle. They'll win their first game. Yeah, they're going to dog walk Seattle. They're going to dog walk the Broncos, so they're going to get off hot. The 49ers are going to take them to the woodshed. The Raiders take them to the Whoa. woodshed. You think, you think the 49ers take Denver to the woodshed? I think that game's going to be close as hell. I, I think it's not as close as we think. but um. And we're about I, to get to the NFC, but I don't know. We'll talk about that when we get to the NFC side. But I'm just simply saying they – the schedule favors them. Hey, to question. Nine and eight. Carry a general conversation while I go ahead to the bathroom. Nine and eight. And I'll pick up at NFC at NFC East. Nine and eight. I don't see uh, any way that Denver falls to the point of where they can't possibly have a winning season. Like I said, they're going to hover between 500 the entire year, it could go a ton of different ways, but I'm leaning towards Denver still having a good chance of winning. I mean, all three wild cards could very easily come out of this division. Just look at it. It's daunting. It's daunting. And who's to say that we don't see an injury? Nobody can predict these things. And that's how I see the AFC West. But now that we've completed the AFC – there's a ton of different ways that you can look at the playoff picture there. And once we have Big Baby back on the mic, we'll go through our actual playoff seedings, division winners, 
an eventual AFC championship slash Super Bowl. All right, that concludes part one. Hope you all enjoyed it, man. Uh, and stick around for part two where we break down the NFC and we predict uh, the playoffs. Rate, review, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Big Babies Podcasts, Amazon, Pandora, <laughs> and BigBabyTheGoat.com where you can find all of my content.